Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I'll be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk about cruise line safety. I'm joined at the table by our panel of expert client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel. I would rather be the panel of expert. That's what you are, the panel of expert. Oh, okay. Client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Ahoy. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. I just want to point out for those watching, I was late on the switch. I didn't know who he was going to go to first. You know who I was going to go to? I tricked you by going... Clockwise, yeah, it was. I it was like, is it going to be me? Is it going to be Kevin? Who's who's more excited? And you stole one of my catchphrases. I do say "ahoy, hoy" from uh, quite a bit of times here and there, but I'll forgive you this time. All right, thanks. No fighting over catchphrases, guys. <laughs> All right, um, stick it. We are we <laughs> stick it. We are recording this show um, very shortly after the incident with the Viking Jupiter. Um, it uh, occurred a couple of days ago for us. We're showing the show probably a couple of weeks from now. And the Viking Jupiter, uh, as you probably know, had a, a very serious incident where it lost its engines and got caught in a very bad storm off the coast, course, classic casa, off the coast of Norway. Were you speaking Norwegian? I was speaking Norwegian. That's for our Norwegian audience member. So, um, and uh, it was very serious. It was a very serious incident. People had very to, scary. And very scary. People had to be evacuated off by helicopter. Um, luckily, the boat got started and they were able to go under its own power to shore. There were some injuries. Thank goodness nobody was fatally hurt or seriously hurt. We have broken bones and cuts. And this has raised the concern. A lot of people now are saying, is it safe to cruise? Is it safe to now go on a regular cruise? What should I consider? Am I going to be, is this going to happen to me? So a couple of things we want to point out. First of all, we have been on this same cruise ship. Exactly one year ago. Right. We were on this cruise ship, the Viking Sky, one year ago. We were traveling around the coast of Italy. That is true. We did a group cruise on that exact same ship. All three of us were on the ship. Yeah, I don't know if you, you said Viking Jupiter. Oh, did I? I like, apologize. Yeah. We were on the Viking Jupiter. The problem was with the Viking Sky. Yeah, I yeah. apologize. You're right. We Kevin and I just got off the Jupiter. Um, Craig was on that sailing as well. That was a big group we had going. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that's interesting is Kevin and I and some other folks rebooked on that cruise, on our Viking Sky cruise around Italy, and one of the itineraries we chose was the itinerary that this ship was on. We had booked this cruise that this just happened on. I didn't know it was the exact same date. It was the right the, the same date. So, by the grace of God, thank goodness, Knockwood, we were not on that ship because that would have not been fun. But, you know, the very possible possibility that it could have happened to us. I think what we're doing is um, we've got to try and talk about some cruise safety, but we also have to sort of talk about not overreacting to this. Hundreds of thousands of people go on cruises every year. There are cruise ships all over the world. And when something like this happens, I think people become, well, I think the first reaction is, oh, I shouldn't go on a cruise. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing clients are coming to us now and saying, you know, I'm very worried. I'm scared. What if this happens on my cruise? Um, so we want to sort of put your mind at ease because I think we all here will still cruise. This is not an incident that's going to stop us from cruising. There's the same reaction when there's an airline incident, an airplane incident, and there's been a couple in the last couple of weeks. However, millions and millions and millions and millions of people fly 
every day. Uh, if you've ever seen the graphic, how many planes are in the sky at any given point? It's kind of amazing. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to try and put some people's minds at ease. Correct. So what I wanted to start with, what I, why I wanted to bring up the fact that we were all on that same ship was that at any time you guys feel that that ship was not safe. Did we ever feel like we got on that ship and thought, oh, this ship, this ship is a clunker. No, as a matter of fact, I think one of the comments I heard most often was, it never feels like the ship is moving. The ship is so steady that it never felt like it was moving. However, we did not, we weren't in the North Atlantic. We were in the Mediterranean and it was kind of smooth as silk. It was smooth as glass, whatever metaphor you right. want to use. But um, they were in the North Atlantic. They were off the coast of Norway and a storm came up. So that's not to say that a ship shouldn't be able to handle a storm, but from what I understand, water got in the engines and stopped the engines. Right. I don't want to go on. To, I don't want to talk too much about that because actually at this time, we don't know the specifics. Right. The assumption is There's that. There's still some speculation. The assumption is it got stuck in a storm, unexpected, that seas were very rough, water got in, the engine stopped. But luckily, they were able to evacuate half of the passengers, and then the rest were the ship restarted and it went along its way and got to shore eventually and was also tugged as well. So it didn't feel unsafe at all though. At any point, I've never been on a cruise ship yet that I, in my opinion, thought was unsafe in any way, shape or form. I'm sure they're out there somewhere. I'm sure that I've pulled beside some, uh, at points <laughs> in time when you're, you're cruising, I'm not going to call out any cruise lines or anything, but there have been ones where you look at the top deck and you're like, that's a little suspect. <laughs> but with, with the Viking Sky in particular, not only did the the ship, it, not only was it in perfect condition, you you thought that it had never seen a rough sea in its lifetime in that. But another important aspect of it, the crew was also spectacular in getting to know everyone on that ship. That's an important part of the safety, too, because if something goes wrong, it's the crew that starts taking care of you, not some hand from above pulling you down and making you Or some you magic safe. team that pops yeah. out that you've never seen before. These yeah. are the folks you deal with every day. Yeah. Cabin stewards, bartenders, waiters, waitresses. Uh, funny you should say that. What We were just on the Jupiter, and we pulled into port one day, and there was a ship – and I don't want to call anybody's names out because I don't know what the name of the cruise line was, but it had uh, Warner Brothers characters painted on the side. I think it was the Black Pearl. I think it was. That's a ship I would not have gotten on. <laughs> that ship was not seaworthy. <laughs> so, again, we've, you know, we travel on Disney, we travel on Royal Caribbean, we've been on Viking multiple times. Uh, every ship I've gone on feels solid, feels stable. It's not something you would ever And I don't want to give about. anyone the impression that you might not run into rough weather. We were talking, um, someone mentioned that on one of our podcast cruises to Alaska, that we ran into a big wave and the ship tipped. And I don't even remember. I don't remember it at all. But Do you remember some, that? No. Someone has, he was singing. Um, <laughs> but that can, you can run into a rough seas anywhere. However, these, ship, these ships are built to handle that, and right. the crew is or trained to handle that. Trained to handle it. So let's talk about ship safety, and let's talk about some things we think you could do, maybe precaution that in case something does happen or to prevent something from happening that um, 
you know, might help you along the way and maybe put your mind at ease. First of all, anyone who's cruised before knows that there is a muster drill. There's a safety drill. Every time you go on a cruise, every single cruise, it doesn't matter. We've been on river cruises. Kevin, we told a story. We were on a river cruise where we could see both sides of the river, and we still had to have a safety drill as well. And I was pretty sure that if I was overboard, I could stand up. Yeah, we could stand up, or, you know, we could just put three people's arm to arm to arm and still reach the side of the thing and pull the boat over. But even on those ships, there's always a safety drill. Mm -hmm. And something we're guilty of is you say to yourself, do I have to go to another safety drill? I've been to hundreds of them. It doesn't really matter. You have to go to the safety drill. You do. They're going to tell you information that's important. And while a lot of it is redundant, the way the ship's horn sounds, um, what to do, there might be something unique for that sailing or unique for that cruise line that will help you go further. And I think some of the instructions seem counterintuitive. They tell you that if you're separated from your family, that you should all meet at the muster station, station. that that is the safest and most effective way to make sure everyone's accounted for. And that's why you go there so that they can account for everyone on the ship, that you shouldn't go running across the ship to get your kids out of the kids club. The kids club will bring your kids to the muster station. They tell you if you're um, anywhere near your stateroom to put on warm clothing and grab your medication. Now I have been lucky enough to go on many cruises, but I can tell you that no matter where I'm sleeping, my medication is in a pouch at least the medication. I'm diabetic. So my medication that I need every day is in a pouch next to where I sleep. So that if something happened that I had to leave, I would just grab that pouch and take it with me. They tell you not to bring your luggage or your carry-on, but they do tell you to bring your medication that you need on a day-to-day basis. So I would that's – that's just something – I was brought up to do. You take you, you know, you made you took precautions. Going back a little bit because you kind of ran a couple things together. The first idea is that you want to tell the kids go to the muster station. Don't look for mommy and daddy. You don't look for the kids. You're all going to meet in the same spot so that they can take account of who's there right. and bring everybody to the, to the safe location. Yeah, and really pay attention to where your spot is. I know. You do go there the very first day and you get told where it is. There's been on cruises, though, especially seven-day ones, when I get to the end of it. If I haven't gone back to the spot where my muster station was, especially if it's on the deck, like if it's in a theater or a restaurant, usually I can get muscle memory with that. But if it's on a deck, then a lot of times I will forget where it was and – that's exactly what they why they don't want you talking, why they don't want you having your phone out, because that's like a critical part is remembering where it is. Exactly. And if you're on a long cruise, you could forget if you're not paying attention. Exactly. It's, as far as I know, it's always printed on your key card on the cruise. Your muster station is always listed there. And the good news is that the cast and crew members on any ship are so well trained that all you have to do is show them your card and they'll be able to tell you where your muster station is exactly so that's a good point you know make sure you try to remember where it is but if you don't remember where it is you can get there and they will help you along the way um i want to talk i want to expound on what you said about medication i think this is very important um they generally they say in the announcement if you hear the alarm, go back to your stateroom, put on warm clothing, 
grab any medication and come to your muster station. If your medication is in one spot where you can grab it, better. The faster you can do it, the better. You if also don't leave anything behind. Right. And if your clothes are in a warm clothes are in a certain spot, maybe put everything together in one drawer, then you can go and you can get that and get it quickly and get it for whatever occurs. Um, you sound like you can say something. This is like people in their homes having sort of a, a fire safety plan that, you know, or a, a, a hurricane or a tornado plan that you have sort of a plan in advance. <clears throat> Excuse me. That you know you can get everybody out and grab this and get out. That's kind of, I don't want to make it sound like that's, you know, the first thing and foremost in my mind, but that's the way I was brought up. That was ingrained in me. That if you had to grab this in a hurry, would you be able to get all of it together? So I have a pouch that I keep all my medication in, and it's just, it would be easy to grab. It's even like, you know, if you stay in a hotel room, how do I get out of that hotel? What's the emergency procedure? Where do I go? How do I exit the hotel? without getting lost. This is just common sense. And what happens is you get on a cruise and you have a really good time and sometimes you forget that stuff. Right. So it's always great to make that mental note. Although I don't want to make it sound like I just do that on a cruise. I would do that in a hotel also. Uh, My stuff is, at least the stuff that I need on a day-to-day basis to survive is all in the same place. And that's part of it too, is they're going to want you to only bring the stuff you need to survive. So maybe start keeping that into consideration if you're an overpacker. You know, like for us, we travel a lot for work, so we have to have computers, cameras, whatever. But if my equipment is going to affect anyone being able to be evacuated safely, if there ever was a concern, they're going to take my bag with my my laptop and cameras and probably throw them right back on the ship and say people are more important. That's right. So start thinking about that when you pack ahead. Maybe don't bring the crown jewels, even though you want to wear them on formal night, because unless they're in your pocket – Chances are they'll probably just uh, they'll probably be behind, and who knows? You might not get back to the ship. Right. And I think we should also point out that it's been many, many years since a ship has gone down. Yeah. So you know, I mean, Craig talks about you know you might lose your stuff. It's, it's been a that's a a few and far between incident that can happen. I think most likely what you're going to run into is rough seas. We were on a ship where a stabilizer broke. And it made the ship, it made the cruise uncomfortable for a portion of it. And they took precautions like um, taking anything loose and putting it in closets and securing tables and things to make sure no one got injured. But there was never this idea that the ship was going to go down or anything like that. So keep that in mind, too, that um, as Kevin said, many, many, many sailings. Every day. Millions of people sail every people. year with no problem. Very safe. I, I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of beat this into the ground. Whenever I'm not at home, and we have sort of the same routine at home, I'm a bug about putting things back where they belong. That everything should have a place. If everything goes back where it belongs, then in any kind of situation, you don't have to look for it. And again, this is the way I was raised, so I guess maybe it's ingrained in me, but I do that when I travel. I kind of make my space, whether I'm in a hotel or on a ship or wherever I am, I make my space my home. So I kind of follow that same thing. I know I have the same routine, and having a routine 
maybe it sounds a little OCD, but it just makes it makes me more comfortable that I can put my hands on things if I have to. Right. The other thing I want to point out too, this is something that um, I always think about on planes more than on ships, but everybody on that vehicle, everybody on that vessel wants to be safe. That's first and foremost. So you can trust that the captain is going to do his job. You can trust that the people who are running the ship, they've all been trained properly. So listening to them, following them, understanding what they're doing, no one is going to purposely put their own lives in danger. I just read an article that um, there was a plane evacuation and that someone brought their carry-on off the plane and he was fined. He was fine for not following directions. Um, you just you have to follow directions. The, the first safety feature, they tell you this on an airplane, the first safety feature of every airline is your flight crew. And I think that's true on, you know, life vests and the, the, the ship's crew are your first line of defense. And what's really great is you've been on these ships, you've been on these cruises where they say, listen, Tuesday, when we're in such and such a port, you're going to hear the signal go off. That's for crew only. Right. They're training. They're going through the exercises. They're doing I don't think I've things. ever been on a cruise where that didn't happen. Every cruise they do it, at least once, sometimes more than once. And like some cruises, they'll put the, the lifeboats out. They'll practice lowering the lifeboats and bringing them back in. So you can trust that they have these things in place. Nobody wants there to be a problem, and everybody wants to be prepared for it. Their first mindset is always the safety of the passengers when something like this happens. Um, I was going to go somewhere else and I forgot where I was going to go with it, but I want to make sure that people are not scared away from cruising, that this should not be your, now the big concern is I can't get on a cruise ship because this happened. It's almost the kind of the joke they make about with flying like you actually have a better chance of getting in an accident driving to the airport than you do on having any incident with a plane i think that goes to cruising too you have probably more of a chance of getting in an incident driving to the airport getting on a plane and then going from the port from the airport to the port than you will ever have on a cruise ship they are just they're they're safe sometimes accidents happen but well, there, there's also, you know, getting in a car, you take safety precautions. You put kids in car seats. You wear a seatbelt. You adjust your mirrors before you get going. I mean, we all learned that in Drive Red. So it's and this, some people take it a step further and have other devices in their cars for cutting seatbelts and breaking windows. And right. So people are, you know, aware of that's a danger. I just read a thing the other day. You know how in cars they have seat or headrests that come out? Mm-hmm. Do you know why that is? No. If you needed to break a window, that your seat, the the headrest that removes, you can use that to break a window if you need to. Mm. I, I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't know that. Going back to Craig's point about you know um, the the frequency of when this happens, the problem is this: is that when it does happen, it's so sensationalized, and it's on every news channel, right. and it's always news is always amplified, right? So like with these, we had incidences with some aircrafts recently. That's the focus, and they're constantly talking about it, and it's constantly in the news. This cruise ship incident, think about the last one. The Costa Concordia. Concordia, was that the last one you can remember? And that was human error. Right. So few and far between, you never hear about them. The problem is when you do hear about it, it's so sensational, and it's so 
oh my gosh, look, they're lifting these people off a boat in a helicopter. How horrible. But think about how many cruises go that you don't hear have a problem or have an issue. Well, and something like engine failure, it's it's not that it hasn't happened before. I was on the Fantasy when we had an engine fail. I mean, for us, we weren't stuck in rough water or anything. So instead, for us, we were at a snail's pace until they got it fixed, and then we could finally go again. So for us, we got a longer cruise out of it. So even something like that, it can get worse because of the circumstance you're in, but it's it's not the first time an engine's ever failed before. All engines have failed. They they have ways to fix it. Right. This is uh, modern cruise ships have multiple engines, um, so they're not just relying on one. So if a if an engine goes, you have a backup engine. They also have onboard generators to continue the electricity and the services. So it's not like oh my gosh everything is gone. You know, unfortunately, this last incident was kind of. Um, a lot of stuff went wrong at once. You know, what was it, three of the four engines or something like that failed? So I think all of them failed at one time. They got they were able to bring three back, back up. Online and that's how they I think the bottom line here is that they're going to give you safety information. And I know that you're anxious to get your vacation started, but you really need to pay attention. You really need to know what should I do in this situation, in this situation, and... The other thing is listen to what you're being told at the time. They will have life preservers at your – or life jackets, excuse me, at your muster station. If something happens that you can't get to one or you can't get to where yours is stored, they will have them at the muster station. You just need – I'm guilty of not paying attention. You need to pay attention to what the safety precautions are and take heed. And just be responsible in general all around, too. So it's no surprise from the show or others that everyone knows that I I enjoy a good beverage when I'm on a cruise or anywhere else. Uh, cruise lines have a tendency, because everyone wants to have fun, they have a tendency to sometimes over-serve. And, you know, it's while it can be fun in the moment, and especially if you're in a big group and stuff, it's it's all just part of the vacation but you also have to be responsible at some points in time and say, well, if something were to ever happen, maybe I'm not in the right state of mind for this. So it's it's something I think a lot of people are guilty of, including myself. But it's something to remember. It's it, You're on vacation. There's other ways to relax than basically being on edge the entire time and right. potentially putting yourself in, in danger and other people you around you. You shouldn't be that crazy person who's always worried about everything. Yeah. And going back to the drinking, you know, the, the thing is, is that you're on a cruise and you feel safe and you feel like this is now in someone else's hands and I can then enjoy myself and that's fine. There's always some yeah. personal responsibility. Per- always personal yes. responsibility. Let's talk a little bit about in this instance, what happens after afterwards, right? So I think, as far as I know, again, we don't have the whole story. From what I've read, Viking has done an incredible job with taking care of anyone who's injured, making sure that they got priority. I understand they were the ones who were airlifted first. Right. And they've gone right to medical facilities and have received treatment. And then everyone else, now they're working on making sure that they have away home and taking care of their flights and luggage off the ship luggage and things like that. So the cruise line wants it to be good, wants everything to be excellent and turn out good. So 
they're going to take care of making sure that if you wind up in a port that you weren't supposed to fly out of, they're going to find a way to get you home. And they're going to make, make sure that that's right. So their priority is safety. Their priority is getting you home. And now afterwards, everyone says, well, what does that mean? Are these people going to get compensation? Are they going to get money? Are they going to get a free cruise? That I don't know. They haven't. Uh, it's it's too recent. Right. I would think that if they determine that for some reason this was a mechanical failure, the Viking would do it. However, I also think the Viking, just in the spirit of good PR, will probably give all these folks a free cruise in the future. But we can't guarantee that. Right. You don't know for sure. Um you know, trip insurance comes in handy for sure. Um, but again, I think the cruise line is definitely doing their best to make sure people get home. But if you had trip insurance, it would handle things like trip interruption and perhaps lost luggage and things like that. So you can consider the trip insurance as an important part of the safety of your cruise as another precaution you would take. What else do you want folks to know? That this kind of travel is, for all intents and purposes, safe. That this is an isolated incident, and no matter how what kind of dramatic music they use on the news, know, really. this is an anomaly. This is not the norm. This is very much the exception. And what's happened, too, because of where we are in this day and age of Twitter and Instagram and people, everyone's got a phone with a camera on it, we were getting shots from inside this incident happening. So it was much more intense. It was like, oh, my gosh, look at the ship go and look at these things happening. And, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, this is because of where we are. And you can get real-time information now. Yeah, And with something like this one, if the waves were as bad as some of the reports were out there, if you might ask the question, well, why aren't they put on lifeboats? I would not – if I don't want to be on that giant ship – with engine issues on there. I don't want to be in a tiny 30-foot lifeboat bouncing around like that. I exactly. would I would put my hand up right away and volunteer for the helicopter. <laughs> I actually heard that they I agree with you, Craig. I, they announced yeah. that they would not be using the lifeboats because of the rough seas yeah. that people were safer on board. And the captain, from what I understand, again this was very recent, so please if I'm wrong, forgive me. I'm going on things I've heard. That at once the engines started to fail, it's my understanding that they were in a place where there were a great many reefs. And one of the concerns is that the ship would drift towards the reef. So the captain actually pushed the ship out away from the reefs and went off course. So was further out at sea a little bit to stay away from the danger. So you're, there are people who know what they're doing who have your safety in mind. Right. Apparently he dropped anchor. Right. To stabilize the ship. So, again, I, we think it's safe. We think it's safe to cruise. Don't let this discourage you from cruising whatsoever. Personal responsibility. Follow the instructions. Pay attention. Pay attention. And take the personal responsibility to make sure that your family, because that's really who you're going to be responsible for. And, again, I keep going back to my upbringing, but I want to be able to know that I can reach in and grab the stuff I need to grab. I don't want to say it in a hurry, but in any kind of an emergency, I want to be able to grab the stuff that I absolutely need and go. That not only makes you safer, if you've got all your stuff and are ready to go, you might be able to help other people. So, And when you're on a ship like this, it becomes a big community, and I'm sure everybody was helping each other. I'm sure they were. And just, you know, make sure the kids understand the seriousness of it, too. You know, we've been on the cruise ships where the kids are messing around during a uh, – right. 
a mustard drill and you think, you know, at the time I didn't think anything of it because, you know, we think we shouldn't even have to go. That's part, that's part of it. We have that discussion. We can be a little entitled. We are. <laughs> do we really have to go to this again? I don't want to do this again, but it's important that you do it. One day we'll be able to send robots in our place. There you go. Oh, excellent. So. Well, virtual cruises. Excellent. All right. On that, we hope that you got something out of that. We hope that we've encouraged you to continue cruising, not worry about the safety of cruising, that it is very, very safe and you should be continuing to do it. It's an incredible way to have a vacation. I think one of the I, one more thing I've got to say. I know that there were um, injuries that happened on this because of the rough seas. Keep in mind that there were no fatalities. Right. This was right. You know, a broken bone is a whole lot better than losing someone. So exactly. I'm sorry that anyone had to deal with that, but no one was lost. Exactly. All right, that'll do it for the show. We hope you guys have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>